Welcome into the Super Fancy Podcast. It's been a while. My name is Seth. I'm a yeah. Skype call with Clinton here. Yep, we are back. Yeah, it's been a really long time. Weird uh, times. Yeah, quarantine, both of us. Yep. And before that, we had final stuff going on. Yeah, school. School was a little hectic to finish, but got it done. We're good. Yeah, we're rolling right along now. I actually anyway. got like... That was this was like my best quarter uh, so far too, which was kind of nice. Oh, I slacked a lot, <laughs> but I mean, I did fine, like grade wise. So yeah, like my grades were. Well, I had two easy classes that helped a lot. So nice. Well, today we don't really know what we're doing, but we have rankings to finish yep. off, looking at the draft, and then we just got free agency and trade talk uh, positions today. What are we covering? I've got defensive backs and offensive line. And I have defensive line, which is a mixture of tackles and edge rushers and then linebackers. All right. Um, so, yeah, my defensive backs, a mixture of safeties and cornerbacks. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? I, I mean, do you go... want to do – do you want to alternate lists? Yeah, I think we should go – Defensive backs, linebackers, and then do the lines. I like it. Sounds good. All right. I'll go first. And these are just going to be quick lists uh, of just how we feel about each player, pretty much. So I'll go defensive backs. Number one is Jeff Akuda. And if there's anybody else there, then the list is wrong. So yep. that one is pretty much the most. That's an easy one. Oh, yeah. That one is a, just a plug in there. Number two, I got a safety, Xavier McKinney. Ooh. Um, yeah, I think he plays really well. I think the best thing about his game, as far as just versatility goes, is how he comes off the edge as a as a rusher, like on blitzes. Okay. Um, there's a lot of a lot of his highlights consist of that, and I think it's a great part of his game. Three, I've got C.J. Henderson. He's really good yeah. at keeping the receiver close to him. Doesn't give up much saturation. Always in uh, position to make a play on the ball. Four, I've got Christian Fulton. Yeah. And then five, uh, I kind of threw him in there because he's one of my favorites, even though he's not consistently talked high about. Um, but A.J. Terrell out of oh, yeah, Clemson. Yeah. So he yeah. kind of got burned in the title <laughs> game. He played great up until the, the final half of his season. Yeah. But Where I mean, got... I will say a lot of the times when he's getting – like balls are getting caught, and he's in cover on in coverage on the play. He's actually yeah. like right where he's supposed to be. It's just a yeah. perfect throw. Like if you and it's also the like Jam- Jamar Chase is probably the best receiver in the country. Like yeah. next year, he's going to be the top receiver. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he just had a, he had a rough title game. But if you go and watch the highlights of both the semifinal and the final, he's actually yeah. right where he's supposed to be. He's just getting beat by perfect throws, which. You know. He's a guy that will probably most likely end up going second round and could be end up being a solid starter for like 10 years. No, yeah, I think he's going to probably be – if he doesn't go until like mid-second round, I think he's going to be like one of the steals of the draft. Yeah, uh, But definitely. yeah, that's my defensive back list. Um, if I had to choose favorites – I mean, Jeff Akuda is obviously on a different level. Yeah, but... yeah. 
Xavier McKinney, I think, could be really special. It's funny because I think the Dolphins will probably end up taking him just to kind of... Really? And With he's going to play the exact same role that Mika Fitzpatrick played. But. <laughs> but actually more suited to it. Yeah, he's just... He's more like a adept at being closer to the line of scrimmage. You watch yeah. his gameplay. He he doesn't okay. feel uncomfortable. Um, more of a box safety. Yeah. I mean, he can play anywhere, but he's just he's okay. just more comfortable than I think than Minka doesn't like being near the line of scrimmage much at all. But. So I got one just one question. Uh No, I like cuz I like your top 5, but where did you even think about Grant Delpit at all? I did. All? I did. So the reason I don't have him up in this list, and I think he's going to fall pretty far in the draft. He is. Um, he is. And it's mainly because of his tackling. Yeah. I think if you look um, with what happened to Greedy Williams and how he just yeah. fell down into, like, what was it, third round? Uh, he went second round. Was it the second? Yeah, he was, like, one of the first picks of the second round. Um. Yeah, I think he's going to fall fall just kind of similarly to that just because yeah isn't really there he's going to be interesting because you go from a guy who most people had you know a top 10 lock to all of a sudden not even a first considered first round and yeah that was i mean he was considered a first rounder all the way up he was picked 40 he was right in the middle of the second okay i mean Um, so i think that's exactly where i think around that general area where Grant Delpit's going to go. Yeah, I just think the fall is interesting because some people had him, like, top five. Yeah. And then, like, you know, another Jamal Adams type, and then, I mean, one year of bad tape, and it's just... Yeah, that, and people start talking to scouts, and they consider tackling to be way more important than... It is. Well, that was... Yeah, that was the big thing. He... he just didn't like try. That's also something. why I like Xavier McKinney because his tackling skills are way better tackling than big. If you can't tackle as a safety, what are you doing? Yeah. All right, your uh, linebacker list. I also did not look at Isaiah Simmons. I figured you were going to cover him, even though he's because like he's considered. Yeah, he's considered a linebacker. So yeah, I wouldn't even. I don't even know. Which, but anyways. That's a good segue because for my lot, he's number one, which yeah, is I figured. <laughs> pretty easy. I mean, he's going to, it's going to be real interesting to see what he ends up doing. I don't know if like, that's the biggest, like, I guess negative about him is how do you play him? Um, I'd play him as a linebacker. <laughs> like, do you let him just a coverage? Cause, he could, Cause imagine if he played like the Derwin James role though. Yeah. Because that, I mean, either way, you can't go wrong with him. He's going to be good wherever he goes. Because I think the only reason I think safety might be good for him is because the one area he's kind of not, like, has any sort of problems is, like, run defense and getting off blocks. So, I mean, which is real nitpicky, but, Mm -hmm. yeah, easy, number one. Uh, Number two, I have Kenneth Murray out of Oklahoma. He's kind of your prototypical linebacker nowadays. He's a he's a sideline to sideline guy. Like he can cover, got good speed. I mean, the one stat that stood out to me was that he had 17 tackles for loss, which led Oklahoma as a linebacker. So 
Is he an inside or an outside? He's inside, he's probably, no, he's probably both. I don't know. Yeah, he could probably be either. It's a matter of where he goes and the fit. Because I think he could he played like middle linebacker at Oklahoma, so but you could probably push him to the outside if you wanted to. Nice. You know, he's kind of like a Darius Leonard type, you know. And then third, I have yeah, he's six three. He's he's kind of what you want out of linebackers nowadays. But then three, I got Patrick Queen. The only reason, I mean, him and Kenneth Murray are pretty much neck and neck. Uh, the only thing about Queen that put me, had me put him at three is that he kind of only has one season of solid play, whereas Kenneth Murray has two years of, you know, super productive play. But Patrick Queen is another guy similar. He has really good speed. Uh, he's really good in coverage. But he is a little bit smaller. He's only like six foot two twenty five, so he's a little smaller for a linebacker. But as you see with uh, what's his name from the Rams, the Corey Littleton, mm-hmm. like that size is becoming less and less of an issue. Um. So after those three, though, they're kind of the top guys. After that, becomes kind of a just who do you like better? At four, I had Z- I have Zach Bond out of Wisconsin. And he's interesting because he played edge at Wisconsin and he had like 12 and a half sacks. Yep. But apparently he's going to have to play off the ball in the NFL because he's his he's not big enough to play edge. So, yeah, no, he's only so he has to. Yeah, he's like the same size as he's almost the same. He's basically the same size as Kenneth Murray. But he's interesting because if he makes that transition, to being an off-ball linebacker, I mean, he's going to be a type of guy you can use to, you know, blitz and all that. So he's an interesting prospect. And then five, I have a little uh, slower forty time though. He is. He ran like a four-six-five. So that's why I'm not. I don't know. Maybe I think outside. Mm-hmm. If you because if you if you put him in like a three-four, he might be able to play that outside linebacker role. But who knows with him. And then five, I have Troy Die, the the Oregon linebacker, played played four years there. Every year, led the team in tackles. Uh, his he's got some quickness things. He's like he's good length, but oh, he's, he's not short area quickness. Yeah, that's what I mean. He's tall, but he apparently the one thing that he's known for though is he has a really high football IQ, which is kind of what you want out of your linebackers so but he's also after after the top three then maybe zach bond you're getting into day two like yeah. you know day three guys with troy die and then even like a malik harrison out of ohio state yeah he did have a lot of tackles he did he was highly productive 115 I mean, he, tackles in 2018 yeah, and four years in a row of good play so i mean he's worth i would take a shot on him yeah. All right. So offensive line, these five guys. Are they all tackles? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> they will probably all be first rounders. It's a good chance. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would bet on that. Anyway, <clears throat> but they're kind of all interchangeable, especially these top four. Yeah. So, you know. Number one, I have Tristan Wirfs. I think he's a freak athletically. You can see that in all of his combine numbers. 
the best thing and my most favorite thing about Werfs is his ability to like push up the field on run blocks because he's so fast and he's so big. He just is like a train, you know, making yes. holes for those running backs. And I think in the NFL that's going to translate really well. Uh, two, I've got Andrew Thomas out of Georgia. Probably one of the most consistent of the offensive linemen. Three, yeah. Jedrick Wills. You know, all these guys, they're all really great. So, you know, you go on any website and these guys are all going to kind of just be flip-flopped. Pretty much, yeah. Um, and then four is Mackay Becton, and he's probably the one that's like the most different out of yeah. three guys that I put ahead of him. He's crazy big. Um, yeah, what is he, 6'7"? Yeah, right? he's 6'7". He's, uh, he seems to be the boomer bust of this class for the line. Yeah, that's why I have him a little bit lower, just because I'm not... He's like, a potential he's guy. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I don't know. I feel like I don't really know what to expect out of him. But I, mean, no. I guarantee he's going to go in the first round. Yes. And then five is my personal favorite. I always put him at five. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's Josh Jones Josh, out of Houston. Yep. <laughs> if you watch him in the Senior Bowl and kind of everything he did at Houston, he's kind of similar similar to Tristan Wirfs uh, where he's able to push off the ball really well and his pass coverage skills um, – are on point. All of these guys are actually really good in pass coverage. Um, the reason I have worse at one is because I, I think his run blocking, um, is uh, significantly better than the two through five. But I put Josh Jones' run blocking skills ahead of a couple of these other guys. But his pass blocking is just uh, you know, a few notches down as far as technique goes. Um, but I've seen Josh Jones go as high as like the 18th overall pick to Miami. Yep. So. But I've also seen him go as far down as like the 10th pick in the second round. So it's just going to depend yeah, on the board falls. It's crazy with these tackles. It seems to be like that consensus. Those The first three guys listed will go top 15 probably. And then after that, it's like, who knows? Yeah. I'll just say Tristan Wirfs kind of dominated every single combine test as far as yeah. offensive lines go. Um, but if you look at Andrew Thomas... He had a little bit slower of a 40, but if you look at his three-cone and his 20-yard shuttle, which are probably more important, more important for yeah. tackles, he was top you know, five in both of those. Um, yeah, he's he's solid. Yeah. When he's the type of guy, like uh, a high IQ player is commonly said about him. Yeah, and he's improved every single year uh, that he was in <laughs> yeah. Georgia. He kind of and he, the I mean, line, which is one of the best offensive lines in college. And he protected for a quarterback that's not mobile. Yeah, very true. Well, okay, I guess we'll I'll go into my D line slash edge list. Um, so number one, also this is also very easy. Uh, Chase Young. Yeah, I've heard of that guy. Yeah, he's he's pretty good, I think. I've heard heard some things. He's a yeah, he's considered a better prospect than Nick Bosa was coming out. So it's kind of all you need to know after seeing what he did this year. Um, I guess uh, I've heard comps to Miles Garrett, which is without the helmet hitting. 
Yeah, I mean, other than before that, Miles Garrett was <laughs> doing really well. Yeah. And then, so Chase Young, number one. Number two, I have Derek Brown, which is he's a interior defensive lineman. He's a tackle. He's considered the best tackle in this draft. Uh, three, another tackle. I have Javon Kinlaw out of South Carolina, who's interesting because he's very big and good, and he's been comped to Chris Jones from Kansas City, who is very good, but he has a little bit of developing left to do. And then at four, I have Kalevon Chason, who he is the he's the traits guy out of this group. Yeah, he's he's someone who didn't not a lot of production in college. I think he had nine and a half sacks in his whole career, but he did. He was hurt 2018 towards ACL, but he's also a character guy because he wears the uh, the number 18 jersey at LSU, which is a big deal. Like that's who like, do you know, like the history behind that at all? I heard a little bit about it. So it's like a uh, championship game. Yeah, and then it goes – it's become this thing where it goes to the guy who's like, you know, considered like, you know, like the leader basically of the team. Yeah. So he's a guy you would get uh, – you would get more than just his traits. You would get good leadership. And then at five, I have another edge guy with A.J. Epinesa who he had – he was, uh, you know – highly touted coming into this year and then had a somewhat disappointing year, but he still had a pretty good year overall. It just didn't meet those expectations. And he's interesting because he's someone who he's not a pure outside edge rusher. He's someone who's probably like a three or four tech when you get him, and that's where you thrive. So, so those are my five. Yeah. That's Vanessa. He's interesting. Vanessa. There's no S in there. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I don't know, man. I, that's he feels like most iffy on because he didn't. He's one of those guys. Is. Yeah, he's one of those guys. He didn't have a great combine, but in interviews, certain players have said he's one of the hardest guys they've had to block against. Hmm. I think he's. I think it depending on where he goes. If he falls late first or like early to mid second round, you may get a guy who outplays his spot, or he could just be. I think he's just going to be a solid player. He's not going to be like, you know, an all pro type, just a solid player. Nice. So do you want Seahawks to take him? eh, Maybe, depending on where. If they get him like, because they don't have, they have the first pick, their first pick, which depending on how things go, uh, I mean, if one of those offensive linemen somehow falls, I'd probably take that. But, or, uh, cause they've done a, Sox have done a good job of loading up like their second day. They don't need a corner anymore. So true. But if, if they can get him with their second round pick, like, cause they have the back end of the second round. If he falls that far, then yeah, take him. I don't think he's going to fall that far. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> I think you'd nope. have to take him with your first pick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at that point I wouldn't mind cause at least it's something. Yeah. On the D line. How did the Seahawks do in free agency? Did they do anything? <laughs> yeah, they did. They did. They didn't make any big signings. They're still waiting on Jadavia and Clowney. True. That's the big one. Everyone's 
this the whole uh you know shutdown of everything has kind of made it and he can't get signed because he can't do physicals so at some point i feel like he may end up just having to take like a one-year deal from seattle for like 18 20 million like a prove it deal so, again yeah i feel like he doesn't really want to go back to seattle that's just me no he's I feel like just he likes seattle he said he likes it here but his thing is he's, he wants to like finally get paid after being franchise tagged so yeah i think he would like to come back to seattle because Seattle also puts them on a playoff team, but who knows? Because there's teams like the Colts or uh, the Giants who can offer him more money, I think. so. Yeah. All right, well, that's our top five lists. And I think yeah, I think the, the, for the draft. that's all of them. Yeah. We'll, we'll do a mock draft, which will probably be a lot more informative than these top five things that we're doing. Yeah. Um, but I like doing the top fives because... It's cool. You get to look at... Because after usually at each position, there's only like there's like the top three or something, and then after that, that's when you get to know more about other players. Yeah, it'll be fun during the draft to see who goes off the board when and see how it looks with our top. How, yeah, <laughs> and then our, and then our mock draft when we do that. Yeah. All right, so we'll jump into free agency slash new league year trade stuff, which has yeah. kind of been the only exposure to sports that we've had over the past two weeks oh but yeah that's the only thing happening and when the draft comes that'll probably be our only exposure to sports that we've had in the past two months so yep. or you know a month and a half um so that'll be super exciting and everyone will be sports starved and the nfl oh, will just God. be the most it's gonna be weird though because it's it's all gonna be remote like there's gonna be no yeah but there. i i do not doubt the nfl's ability to make it an enjoyable experience yeah you're just gonna have to like i i have if there's everyone anybody who can do it it's the nfl yeah <clears throat> um, that's a good but yeah let's dive into this so stuff so obviously the big one is this tom the, brady feller Oh God! Yeah, uh, going to Tampa Bay. Do you think that makes them a playoff team? Not, not immediately. I don't. Some people are say like are overreacting to this, saying that this puts them as a Super Bowl contender. And I was like, Are you kidding me? Yeah, the no. defense needs a lot of work. They, I think they'll just be better because Tom Brady's not going to th- have like 40 turnovers like Jameis did. Yeah. I don't know though, but he can't throw. Can he, the biggest thing is, will he still be able to throw deep? Cause that's what Bruce Arians likes to do. But at the same time, Bruce Arians, I think is the type who can adapt his offense to what Tom Brady does best. Wasn't he one of the best downfield throwers? Not like downfield, but like 20 <laughs> yeah. downfield or something like that. Maybe. I, don't I just don't – I don't know. Does he have the arm strength to, like, continually push it downfield? He's old. Four, he's going to be 43 when the season starts. Well, yeah. if the season starts. But I don't know. It's, it's going to be weird, though, seeing him in a Tampa Bay jersey. I don't – so if you have, like <clears> – <throat> it's going to be weird, yeah. But, I mean, as far as age grows, 
nobody's questioning like Drew Brees going back to the Saints. And he is Yeah. He's forty he'll be forty one. Yeah, they're one I mean one and a half, however many years apart they are. Um Yeah, but I think Tom Brady it, was gonna be just fine. His weapons there are Oh yeah, Godwin such and Evans great over what they had in New England this year. If they can get like a um, like a running back other than Ronald Jones, like man, they could have a really good offense because Cameron Bray is probably going to be his go-to tight end because OJ Howard is overrated to me. But okay, I just Cameron Bray's been a better like receiver than OJ Howard has. Yeah, they didn't really use OJ Howard. That's the excuse, though, and it's been like it's been like three years. No, I mean like just with Arians there, wasn't that Arians? Yeah, I mean he doesn't. Yeah, no. Yes, last year was Bruce Arians' first year, and he is. Yeah, he doesn't really use tight ends, but when you have Tom Brady, you got to use your tight ends. Like some, he does, but Tom Brady loves his tight ends. Maybe that'll convince Arians to use Howard more. Well, I I think. I think, but if you think Arians is time, a, then maybe he just likes break. Well, I think he'll keep them both, and then you can run double tight end sets. Uh, I think Arians is smart, though. He's a smart coach. He knows to go with what Tom Brady does best, and that's well, one sure of the best Tom things Brady's he does. Let him know. I don't think it's going to be a yeah point of confusion for anybody. It'll it'll be interesting to see, like how this affects. I feel like this is going to make Godwin even better. Yeah. But. Okay. Well, do you have anything else to say about, about Mr. TB? No, I just, I will say, like, I'm a Steelers fan, so obviously we hate the Patriots and all the success they've had, yada, yada, yada. Well, yeah, everyone um, hates the I've Patriots. I've never been, like, i never felt like Tom Brady was the enemy. Um, no. So I am going to enjoy watching him play. I'm just going to be happy that the Patriots aren't winning anymore. Does yeah, that make sense? The so Patriots. It's always, it's always been about the Patriots. I've always been more of a fan of the Patriots losing than I have been about Tom Brady losing and oh, stuff yeah. like that. So I wish him the best over there. Just wanted to. Uh, yeah. And I think most of the Steelers fans feel that way. I think it's all about the teams. Uh, rather than the players, unless they do something to cross us. But, I mean, he's just a great competitor. Yeah. That's all you I mean, can say about Tom Brady. Yeah, I'm sure there's some I'm teams like the Raiders are probably glad pissed. He, <laughs> I'm glad he went to the Buccaneers. I am happy. Yeah. Yeah, the, this could be the year that the Bills finally take over that that division. Um, who <laughs> – what other um, – So, the other, other one I wanted to talk to, the other yeah. – the other big one is the uh, because you're an Arizona fan as like your second team after Pittsburgh. So now after the, uh, the Cardinals fleeced Bill O'Brien yeah. for top, now uh, what do you what are you feeling about this team? Um, about the Cardinals, I think they're going to be the most yes. one of the most exciting offenses. In football, I think so. Too. I think with you know, obviously last year it was the Ravens. The year before that, it was the Chiefs. I think the Cardinals are going to yep. have the same effect as far as um, their offense goes. If their defense can somehow 
step it up like more than they are expected to that they can yeah. make like a leap as far as like just Im just improving isn't gonna cut it just as far as where they were at last year they're gonna have to like make some sort of crazy leap kind of like san francisco did um with their defense yes it's gonna have to yeah. be like, a similar result in order for them in order for the whole team to kind of be like an exciting story because that division is incredibly yeah. tough um oh god but it's probably the best the best division in yeah, football. Their, their offense is gonna be super fun to watch it's just whether or not oh, the team's yeah. going to be super fun to watch. And if, if the yeah. team's not super good, um, obviously the media attention and the story is not going to be there. But when you look at the numbers, their offense is probably going to be, you know, well, that's, yeah. team, at minimum are they, top are they, offense. I think they're going to be this year's uh, Cleveland Browns. Like last year's offseason, everyone's going to have a lot of hype going in. But It's different, though, because their defense. It is different. Like, like they don't, like everyone's saying, like yes, their offense is gonna be great, but they have an easy cop out as like, well, their defense is bad. Yeah. So the height yeah, and they're is also limited just by that. They're also built more like uh, the Chiefs are, where the offense is so high power will be so high powered that it can cover up problems on defense because it'll outscore teams. But yeah, see, the biggest question mark for me going into the draft was before it was like wide receiver or offensive line and now it's offensive line or defense and then defense i think because if you can get isaiah eight, simmons i pick don't it, like it's gonna be like obviously i think the, uh, it's gonna be close if he's there or not um but i don't know i would be surprised if, if simmons i would not be shocked. Him in the face right. and they have the choice between simmons <laughs> and one of those top three offensive linemen yeah I think you have to go lineman because their offensive line was very bad last year and they yeah. haven't done a whole lot to improve. I will if say you can get a guy like Tristan works to step in. They did sign um, last year that he didn't get to play for them at all, but a Steelers offensive lineman, I forgot his name, but he was a backup on the Steelers. He just had injury issues, but if he's expected to come back and be healthy, he's actually a really good player. Yeah. Um, I think I think you get your tackle to protect Kyler Murray. Oh, if they get Tristan Wirfs, that would be beyond. Tempting. That's that's what I mean. I think you get either any of those three guys, though. Even if it's not Wirfs, if he's gone, I would still take a Jedrick Wills or Andrew Thomas. Marcus Gilbert, that's who it is. Yes. Uh, that was the uh, lineman they signed from the Steelers last year, but he didn't get to play. So. I still think the. You got to protect because Kyler Murray is small. You can't yeah, take any more. He's pretty small. <laughs> so I think, just, I think you no, have to go offensive line. I don't want him I would, to be in like a I would love, situation where he's just running. That's what I mean. That, that's why you got to take line. That's why you got to go with the tackle. Get it done early. Yeah. When you can, you have to. Although Isaiah Simmons would be really nice. Yeah, that's the only exception. Literally, if Isaiah yeah. Simmons is there, that's the only time I would be like, torn between Isaiah Simmons or an offensive lineman and hopefully it doesn't yeah. come to that um, I don't know I mean, it's going to be there on the clock and Simmons is there I would not be you know yeah I would not be afraid of them taking Simmons at all because you could get an offensive lineman um, you know a, like like a project offensive lineman maybe a little later I don't know 
Yeah, like an Austin Jackson or something, but it's it's hard to pass up those top tackles. Now, especially, especially without nowadays. a second uh, a second round pick. Now, I mean, obviously Hopkins yeah. is more than worth it, but oh yeah, before it was like if you don't take an offensive lineman, you could get, you know, like you said, like a Jackson in the second round, or maybe Josh Jones if he ends up falling that far, which is unlikely, but strange yeah. things have happened. Yeah. I think the other thing with the Cardinals is the uh, is someone's gonna have to be a deep threat. Yeah, that was like that's kind of the last thing they're missing, and they have got like Andy Isabella could be that guy. They took so many wide receivers. The oh, like, last right? draft, I'll just be one of them has got a hit. How many of them they take this draft? Because if you can get a speed guy for because uh, D Hop's not speed and. When Will Fuller played, it helped so much for D-Hop. This is actually one of the reasons. I used to be completely against them taking a wide receiver. But then yeah. trading for Hopkins actually like warmed me up to them taking a wide receiver in the first round. What if they, because if they, if they just took, took one, they would be set for wide receiver for the next you know, right? what if six, they, uh, seven what if, years. What if they took Henry Ruggs? I wouldn't want them to take him we, at where they're at. If they, this oh, is yeah. what Eighth? they could That's do. That's a little high, but this is what they could do. Is if they want a wide receiver, is they can trade back to like the mid twenties. Yeah. Um, and accumulate another pick. Use that later pick to get an offensive lineman and take someone like, um, I don't know, Leviska Chanel or something like that. Yeah, he's kind of fallen. He's um, got injured. Who else is around but... that area? Uh, we got T. Justin Higgins. Jackson. That's who T. I would Higgins. take. If they could trade back know, to like need... that 20 to 24 area. I don't, I don't know. I think they need more. They need a deep guy. Like, like a speed guy? Higgins? They, like a speed they, 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 guy. I don't know. I think they need like a big guy. <laughs> well, that's that's what D-Hop is. He's that go-get-the-ball type. Uh, I don't know. But you still got Larry Fitz for another year, and he's also a, a third down guy. But it's just really interesting. It just sucks because if the Cardinals weren't in the Hawks division, I would like them a lot more. They're fun to watch. They are. And I've always loved Larry Fitz. I think that's how I feel about act. the Ravens, uh, just because they're often. Oh, so God. They're like so they much fun to watch. Division, I would feel a lot better about them. But I still think they're awesome, yeah. like as far as an offense goes. We'll see oh, how yeah. that keeps up. But all right, yeah. other big improvements, other big New Year stuff. Um, I mean, there's so there was so much happening in free agency. What else? What are the other big uh, ones? Well, Tannehill stayed with. Yeah. The Titans. That was the right. They also kept that, Henry. So that was the right move. Nothing changed there. That doesn't. I mean. Be interesting to see what it's, they do in the draft now. It it's harsh, but that's the right move because then you get one more year of Henry, where you can just you know run him into the ground and then cut him loose. Yep. I wonder if he, which is harsh, but I mean I doubt it. But I wonder if he would hold out. I think the holdouts are kind of he might are gonna maybe I, be put on hold after the Melvin Gordon situation. If anyone could, though, it's him. Yeah. Because he's very – he's so important to that offense. If he says he's going to hold out, obviously they wouldn't know yeah. around the draft time. But if they did, I think they would just take a running back. They might just take Jonathan Taylor anyways. 
Yeah. Because he would fit. Although, imagine I saw one. Uh, I'd take Dobbins. Box. I think Dobbins in that offense would be. I Obviously, think, they're yeah, either one. Kid, but... Either one would be fine, but I saw. Uh, I forget who's some mock draft or some draft thing where they're talking about the Ravens taking Jonathan Taylor to put like a, to eventually replace Mark Ingram, but then having him having Jonathan Taylor, Mark Ingram and Lamar Jackson all together for a year and just never passing it. Yeah. The scariest things that could happen in the draft um, for me are the Ravens taking someone like Jonathan Taylor and the Chiefs taking someone like DeAndre Swift. Oh, my God. <laughs> would, I know. That would make the AFC so crazy. Those games would be so good, the though. To do anything. Yeah. Like, I'm... Um, yeah. I, I, honestly, I kind of want the Steelers just to take Dobbins in the second round if he's there. I doubt he's going to yeah. be there. But I would love that what? pick. I know there's a lot of Steelers fans who don't want us to take a running back, but... what is What pick do they have in the second round? I think it's 49 and i've been operating i literally found this out like three weeks ago i think it was after our last podcast i thought they had two third round picks they only have one and it's a comp pick so it's like the fourth to last pick for some reason i totally forgot that they traded away that third round pick last year to get devin bush okay Um, so so they only have the 49th pick and then the fourth to last third round pick and it's interesting uh, and then they have two fourth rounders. What? So, oh, there was the other question I wanted to ask you about the Steelers is, uh, so with the second round pick, if they take Dobbins, if Jalen Hurts is available with that third round pick, do you think they should take him? No, no, I don't. I think they should take a, I don't know. Cause uh, they need a backup quarterback bad. Uh, yeah. I mean, the thing is, if your team loses your starting quarterback, do you really think they're going to end up beating someone like the Ravens or the Chiefs? Um, well, it's it's a matter of I don't know. Your backup is supposed to help. It's supposed to keep it afloat until the starter comes back. But in that yeah, scenario, ben it's a little gets different. Hurt again, though. Yeah. Being almost forty. Like, I mean, look at the Eagles. Yeah. The, like, I don't know. It's a, it's a good question. You gotta have. You gotta have in this era. You have to have a, a decent backup quarterback. Um, and he can also I would be. Want it to the, be. I mean, Hertz. I think I like Hertz as a player. I just he don't. could be the successor. Yeah. I just doubt like the Steelers take a quarterback this year. I really do. Yeah. It'll be interesting. It's just it's really just that second round pick that is gonna be That's their big the most one. interesting. You already said you want the Seahawks to go edge rusher. I mean hopefully somewhere on that D line. Doesn't have to be an edge rusher, could be a tackle. Because they did they did bring back Jaron Reed, which is good. But they lost a couple of their their depth guys on the D line. So I think at this point with what they've added in free agency, unless one of those top tackles somehow falls, which is not going to happen. But Josh Jones could get down there. I think so, but I don't think they'll take Josh Jones just because in the past they've been reluctant to take linemen in the first round, like offensive linemen, 
and the yeah. one they did was a Fetty who sucks. But I think D line has got to be the top priority. Um, other, uh, any other? There's a lot of free agency stuff. There's so there's so much, dude. So, what about what about the Rams and Todd Gurley? Oh yeah. Like he's going, just gone. It's over. And he's going on to the to the. He's Rams. going back home, going back to Georgia. I just really wonder about, like, we don't know his whole situation with his knee, but you have to yeah. assume it's pretty bad, right? Or is it just that be. the Rams realize that they can't spend that much money on a running back? Like, which one? Is I think it? I don't know. I think it's both. I think it's a matter of they don't. It took forever to figure out what was going on with his knee. And I think he's lost a step because of it. And then, yeah, because you don't want to pay him. And then also, yeah, frees him from just everything surrounding it. So, Yeah. So my question, and this is a fantasy podcast, and I really want to start getting into the fantasy oh, yeah. of all this stuff. Um, yeah. I think makes a bigger impact with their team. Melvin Gordon with the Broncos or... Todd Gurley with the Falcons. Ooh. Because the Falcons did get rid of Devonta Freeman. Devonta Freeman, who I've never really been a fan of in general. He had like one good year, but I don't know. I so probably assume, I'd assume that if Gurley's healthy, he's going to be getting the bulk of the carries there. I don't think he would get the bulk though after the last year and a half or whatever i think he would have to be a he has he has to have a, a running mate so do you think the falcons maybe take a running back in the draft i think they might honestly although they've drafted a running back the last four years in a row i think melvin gordon has a better chance just because i think when he's fully healthy he can be more he can do more than Gurley at this point because I just we haven't seen it from Gurley all year in a full season any, so. I'm gonna but if go, he plays, I'm gonna go with uh, Melvin Gordon as well. I think I the offensive line in Denver substan- is substantially better. The only thing yeah. is, is I wonder how much he's gonna end up splitting with Lindsay. And I really, yeah, that's I think this that's is, the other thing. I think this situation is worse. Like out of those three guys. Um, Gurley, yeah. Gordon, and Lindsey. I think Lindsey's kind of drawing the short end of the stick here. Yeah, after a guy who for two years in a row has been solid. But I think if – I mean, I don't know what the Denver's thinking, but if they're envisioning like the combo that the Chargers had when it was Eckler and Gordon with – if you do that with Gordon and Philip Lindsey, I mean, I wouldn't mind that. Yeah. Because Phil Lindsay is small, so he's not exactly a, a guy you hand the ball off to like 300 times. But it'll be interesting. I was surprised that he went there. Yeah. Uh, another big free agent thing was Austin Hooper going to the oh, Browns. Yeah, absolutely. That's going to be that's probably going to have pretty substantial um, fantasy implications because he was. Like, he was, was he the number one tight end up to yeah. a certain point last season? Didn't he? Get, I think he yeah. got hurt eventually. Yeah, he was the number one tight end in fantasy until he got an injury, and then I think he still finished with like he oh still god, finished way up there, eight hundred yards or something. Yeah, Austin Hooper. I 
That's just another weapon for Baker Mayfield. That shouldn't be. They yeah. need an offensive lineman in the draft. They, number ten is offense. You should pretty much pencil it in. Whatever tackles still there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, if they don't, I think their fan base is kind of gonna have like a stroke or something. They've had but they've had a really good offseason four though. years. What a contract. That's for, a lot, right? Am I am I wrong? Thinking? Oh, for tight end? Yeah, am I wrong thinking? I mean, that's, that's yeah. He's I think he's the highest paid tight end right now. After that, until Kelsey and Kittle get their next extension, but yeah, they paid up for him. And that's I mean, Austin Hooper is solid. If they can now, if with uh, the management that was there gone, I think Njoku's like happy to be back. If they can get those two going in two tight end sets, yeah. Does does Hooper block well? I didn't watch many Falcons he's, games at time. He's he's a I know he's, he's productive like a good in the passing player. game, but he's not like, you know, George Kittle, but no one is. He's I mean he's not he's not Jimmy Graham. Let's just say that. I just He can block for you. Okay. Cause it's the Steelers like, signed their own tight end, Eric Ebron. Who oh does man. not block. I know that. I've heard that he does not block, which who cares at this point? Um, yeah. But their deal was yeah. two years for $12 million, so it's a lot friendlier. Oh, yeah. He's not. Like, Austin Hooper was considered the, the prize of the no, tight yeah. end class. I, yeah. But, I mean, as far as um, potential goes, I'd have to say Ebron's up there. I know he's got problems with dropping the ball, but he's definitely yeah. more of like a boom or bust type of guy. I think Austin I mean, Cooper is going to be solid no matter what, but I yeah. think uh, the the ceiling on Ebron is up there with where Hooper is. It's just he's got a yeah. lot of ground where he could. He's had a lot of inconsistent and disappointing play. But I think yeah. maybe a resurgence, a resurgence is what he needs in Pittsburgh. Though I've got high hopes. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, he just needs Ben to stay healthy. Yeah, Ben throws the ball to the tight end a lot. So well, as long as it, Ebron will ben, get his fair share of chances. If they have to go back to Mason Rudolph or Duck Hodges, it's, they're all screwed. No, yeah, I mean we've seen that. But if if Ben stays healthy with that defense, yeah, if because uh, if when Ebron was at Indy with Andrew Luck, that was he had an insane year, fifteen touchdowns, like seven hundred and fifty yards. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, Other free agent stuff. I think I like if we're going back to Hooper and talk about the Browns for a sec. They've actually done a really good job in free agency. I think the Jack Conklin signing was big. Yeah, that's gonna help them out. I still think they need to go. Yeah, because now, but... now they can get a left tackle in the in the in the draft and kind of sh- hopefully shore up those two tackle spots. Yeah. For Baker Mayfield, and they still have, I think, Joel, the guard, who's good. I mean, that could be the the final pieces. As long as Mayfield gets it together. Well, Baker, Baker is the final piece. Yeah. If he can get his his everything together, and then I mean, because I just want the Brown. I'm rooting for him. I just want him to be good. I'm not. But I see. Oh, I know you're from. not because they're in your division. <laughs> I see that franchise. Just, oh. My biggest fear is the Browns taking worse and then me having to root against the guy because I love him. Uh, oh yeah. But I just yeah. take Cardinals. Just take him, please. So I have a team to root for. I think if I think if Worfs drops 
is available at eight, I think the Cardinals are taking him. He'll, it's like a 50-50 because those top three guys, like I said, are kind of interchangeable. Um, yeah. So who and that's a matter of... It's kind of like a flip of the... It's just going to depend on the team. It's gonna be, there could be a... It's really interesting with those tackles. There's going to be a chance that at eight or ten, you're you're going after Josh Jones or Mekhi Becton or, yeah. or only one of those. Or all three of them could be available at eight. Honestly. Yeah, it's really going to depend. Just It's going to be such a fun draft. It really is. It is. Especially with I the circumstances like, going on. I don't think uh, anyone knows what's going to happen. Even now, after it used to be one and two were locked, but now only number one seems to be... Yeah, and there's the, even talks of Miami looking to trade up to number one, so we don't, we don't yeah, know anything I don't think at this that, point. I don't think... <laughs> unless they give up like their entire draft, I don't think that's yeah, happening. Yeah, I don't think so either. The only, I could see... Well, I think the Redskins are they're they're being smart by saying that they want to you know Tua. they might they might take two at two, yeah. so you get all these all these teams who want them to force the hand, and then if you trade back, I mean, if you're okay with passing on Chase Young, you could still get like a Jeff Akuda. The thing is, you might not even have to because if you can get, um, I don't know who picks fourth, what? Miami, right? No, they pick fifth. Uh, the Giants pick fourth, and then the Lions okay. pick third. So if someone, if, so if like Miami trades up to two with yeah. Washington to get to, uh, and then I think at three the Lions would most likely take Chase Young, and then the, to give them a bunch of stuff to move up and take yeah. Herbert. Like, yeah. Although I think at that point, Chargers. but the thing is, no one has the capital that yeah the draft capital the, the that the Dolphins, Dolphins do. So, really yeah, so they could – they're the team that can move up. Yeah. All I don't think – talks about other teams moving up other than the Dolphins, I just think are oh, yeah. unrealistic because no one well, has the capital that that the Dolphins do. Yeah. I think the, th- the thing is Tua is the only one worth trading up for. Like if I'm the Chargers and um, like, you know, someone jumps me to take Herbert, I'm not going to be that upset about that. Here's the thing though. If – if you're willing to like trade back and give up Chase Young, I mean, does that mean the Lions could trade up from three to two, and then yeah, someone else could trade like a three-way trade between the Dolphins, the Giants, and the Redskins, where it's like the Redskins move back to five, the Giants move up to two, and the Dolphins move up to go to four or four. Who picks third? The Lions. Lions. Sorry, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. So, like so the, the Giants would take Chase Young? Sorry, no, I, I, mixed, I mixed up my words. So, a three-way <laughs> trade between the Lions, the Redskins, and the Dolphins. So, the Dolphins move up to three, the Lions move up to two, and the Redskins move back to five. Interesting. Because if you're okay with missing out on Chase Young, um, then, yeah. then you should... Then you would... Try to I don't know if the... I don't know. Does that, make, I think does the that one... work? Is what I'm speaking making sense? I don't... No, <laughs> maybe. I don't know if it would ever happen. Because it'd be weird if that happened. If three teams traded yeah. with each other inside the top five, it would be cool though. I'd be. But I'm just like a three-way team trade isn't like that crazy. It's just I don't know if no, the way that I'm speaking just, it is. Locked it's in. not crazy, but it. I think inside the top five, it would be a little crazy if three teams traded with each yeah. other. That would be such a cool trade, though. Oh yeah, I don't. Because then in that situation, 
Chase Young still goes two overall, which yeah, is where he the, should go. Um, yeah. And then, and then you have, he goes three. Yeah, to the Dolphins. And then I think the thing with – but if you're Washington, though, then – because I, I would assume that the Giants at four would take Jeff Akuda. So then if you're Washington, who do you end up with at five? Like a uh, um, – well, I was going to end Isaiah up with Isaiah Simmons. Simmons. Yeah. Well, they also need to replace Trent Williams. Well, then you he's... end up with the best offensive tackle on the board, whoever you think it and is. And then you get capital. It, it's interesting. Yeah. I If I'm Washington, I'm not doing that. I'm just no, yeah, taking... I would I would just take Chase Young. <laughs> the, the, real, the real surprising thing or the real interesting thing is what the Lions do. Because if you're yes. just gonna assume, like, three, they're sitting there going, two, "Come on, you come have on. to give up so much." Like the yeah. Dolphins would have to give up both their extra first round picks, which I don't think they want to do that, and that's it's dumb to do that anyway. Um, yeah, but three is where I think money is going to be made, as far as trading up, and the only realistic person who can trade up to three is is the Dolphins. The Chargers don't yep. have the capital to move up unless they want to trade a next year's first, which is not worth anything right now to yeah. the Lions because they're in a win-now situation for their yeah. for their club. I mean, honestly, I think what would be interesting is the Dolphins just trade up to three just to, you know, ensure Tua. But I think they could also just sit there and wait till five. I don't know but because I think the Chargers very move risky. up to four because – it all if the Chargers end up signing Cam Newton though, yeah, that would change. Well, yeah, it would for, obviously. That's for, a hypothetical. I would like. I'd, I'd rather see that than uh, the Chargers trying to trade up to take a guy. I just, I just think as far as trades go, it's more realistic that the Chargers trade up to four than it is the three. Yeah. The, the Giants are in a way different situation where a, a next year's first rounder means a little bit more to them. Um, yeah. So they could get the Chargers second round pick and next year's first. Yeah. And if the Dolphins are going to trade with somebody, it has to be the Lions. Oh, yeah. It's it's to go up to three to get to them. That's the trade. And that's a perfect situation for the Lions because yeah, they go back. take whoever's uh, left between Isaiah Simmons and Jeff Akuda. That, or if you're the Giants, you take – they might take a lineman though. Well, then you get whoever you want, and it works yeah. out perfectly for yeah. the Lions. The Giants are going to be interesting. You never know what Gettleman's going to do. If everything they, stays the same, we'll do a mock draft next week where everything well, – No trades. No <laughs> trades. And then no we trades. will talk about trades that we think are most likely after we talk about our mock draft. Okay, fair. I like that. Obviously, there was a lot of stuff that happened over the past three. There was so much free agency. Um, maybe more. I don't remember the last time we did a podcast. Obviously, we it's couldn't get to it all. It's been a few we weeks. We really wanted to finish up these top five rankings that we had for the draft so that yeah. we could start working on other stuff. Um, because once the draft happens, I think it's all going to be about fantasy football stuff and where we see all the new guys fitting into their teams especially rookie drafts. So, yeah. Anything else you want to say before we sign this thing off? Going for- um, you know, wash your hands, stay inside. <laughs> yeah. 
I haven't left my house in like two weeks. I'm not even lying. Yeah, like I've just the only times I've gone out was to get groceries. Yep. Same. And that's it. Like that's that's all I've done. Other than that, I've been <laughs> at home. Yeah. So I did want to say how we're gonna do the mock draft because I thought about this. Yeah. We're gonna are we gonna alternate? So what we're gonna do is we're gonna flip a coin. Uh... And whoever it's heads or tails, whatever it is, whoever calls it right, we'll get the first pick and then we'll just alternate one, two, three, okay. four. Okay. I like that. That and works. We'll, we'll do it um over the course of the next week. You'll send me your pick that you take. I'll send you mine. And so okay. we'll have it all done. So we're not going to be doing it live because that's yeah. insanely difficult for me. Okay. Um, well, we could also do – if we do the coin toss and then like you know do it now so then we can – or within the next day, we could also le- like save it. Oh, I guess now then, yeah, we would have to know who we picked yeah. so we don't end up taking it. So okay. do you have a coin? Because we could flip it right now. I do have a coin. All right. Oh, how do you know I'm not going to cheat? Um, you know what, dude? <laughs> You've been a pretty <laughs> trustworthy guy. <laughs> okay, fair enough. It's or also actually, doesn't... I got a better idea. Um, what? We could do... I could share my screen with you real quick in this Skype call. Oh, yeah, we can do video, so... Um, let's see here. Can you see my screen? Uh... In Skype. Wait, should it, is it just turn on the video? Yeah, you should just open up the Skype call. Oh, oh. I can see you. You can't see me, though. I no, I can't see you. But you can't see my display? No, freaking Skype. Oh, wait. Wait. There we go. So you can see my display. Now I can see it. Okay, got it, got it figured out. Okay, so you see this uh, random number generator here? Yeah. It's 1 to 10. Okay. So if it's okay. an odd number, I get the first pick. Oh, okay. And if it's an even number, you get it. Sound good? All right. So right now, it. it's, on, right now it's on 3. Um, okay. That's just what it ended up on. So I will hit generate, and we will see. 1, 2, 3. It's 1. So I get the first pick. <laughs> oh well perfect one right. for the one perfect um, alright so I, you get basically odd and I get even I guess yeah so the the audio's a little all messed up now but um, that'll conclude the podcast yep and we'll have cool. the mock draft next week and it's gonna be super awesome share it with your friends yes that'll be, that'll be fun I've never done a full mock draft before so yeah We'll do two rounds because the Steelers don't pick up the second Ooh. round. We have to I'm just kidding. We'll just do one. <laughs> you can do. You can, we can just do afterwards. You can talk about who. Okay. Who you want to for sure. With that for pick, sure. and I can do the Hawks too yeah. with their two picks. All right, but the audio is super whack right now, so I'll let you go, Clinton. That's that, fine. Thanks for tuning in to the right. Fantasy Podcast. We'll see you guys next week. All right.